I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am back after taking a week off, an unexpected week off. So I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast actually don't have Instagram. I have a lot of clients who have shared with me that they listen to the podcast, but they actually don't have Instagram, that sort of thing. So I know a lot of you are out there that aren't on social media and might not get my updates. And then, you know, on Wednesday, you log on to your podcast app and you don't see a brand new show from me. So I apologize for that, for like the unexpected no episode, but I was really sick last week and it just kind of like hit me on Tuesday of last week. I I started getting sick like the Wednesday before, but it wasn't like anything major and it kind of like hung around for two days and then it seemed to go away over the weekend. And on Tuesday, I woke up feeling like pretty fine aside from the fact that I hardly had a voice And that is why I like chose to not record a podcast episode because I really hardly had a voice and I thought, you know, you're not going to want to sit down and listen to an entire episode of me sounding like Phoebe Buffay when she's sick, you know, super raspy and hard to actually understand. But I actually ended up being quite sick. I had some sort of respiratory virus and I ended up having to go to the doctor, reschedule a bunch of clients, that sort of thing. It was honestly pretty scary when I was talking. It felt like something was like heavy on my chest and it was pretty hard to breathe. So under doctor's orders. I had to take the rest of the week off last week and miss seeing a bunch of my amazing clients, which always sucks. One of my favorite parts of the week is meeting with my one-on-one clients and holding space for them in our session. So it's always um, sad when I can't see my clients. But like I said, my doctor told me to take the rest of the week off and I did and I rested a bunch this weekend and now as I'm recording this episode it is Tuesday the day before this episode comes out and I'm feeling great and as you can hear I sound normal too and it's just nice to be able to talk and not feel like I have something sitting on my chest and I can't breathe. It was a pretty scary experience, but like I said, super grateful to be feeling myself again and just like back to doing all of my normal things. 
And so today I am going to talk about some nervous system topics, some things that I feel like can be helpful for you to learn about. I've been talking about them on Instagram this week, and I thought that recording a podcast episode on these topics would be helpful as well. So we're going to get into that today, but I know a lot of you love just hearing about what's like happening in my world, any updates, kind of behind the scenes sort of thing. And since there hasn't been an episode out in June yet, I thought I would just maybe give a little bit of an update, some shares. So usually when the weather gets nice outside, I tend to really slow down my reading. And so I went a couple of weeks without reading, which is very strange for me because I usually always have a book on the go and it always feels very unusual when I'm not reading a book. But honestly, when the weather is so nice and where I live, our winter are just super, super long. And so we spend a lot of time inside when it's super cold outside and it's winter time and everything's just like covered in ice and snow. And so whenever the weather is nice, I love taking advantage of that and just being outside. And as most of you know, I have a dog, her name's Penny. And so when I'm usually like in the winter time, I usually spend my mornings reading and my evenings reading. But when it's nice outside, that time that I usually spend reading in the mornings and at night, I'm usually like outside just enjoying the nice weather. Penny loves going for walks. So we're often walking outside, that sort of thing. So anyways, it's kind of like this rhythm that I usually fall into where I'm not reading as much in the summertime, but it has been so incredibly hot outside that like we can't like even go for much of a walk outside. I don't do, I like the nice weather. Like in Canada here, we use Celsius. So I love a good like 20 degree day. Like that is my perfect weather. Anything over like 22 degrees Celsius, that's starting to feel like Ugh, I'm pretty warm to me. So anyways, I really love like a good 20 degree, 21 degree day. And that's like as a high of 20, 21 degrees. Anyways, once it starts getting above 30 degrees, that is like unwalkable for me. And that is what it has been like for the most part around here. We went through a pretty extreme heat wave. So just not a lot of walking outside. And we've also been having tons of storms here too, which has been making the mosquitoes unbearable. Like I kid you not, I took Penny outside this morning for a quick pee and I thought we would go for a little walk before things got too hot, but 
I was getting eaten alive by the mosquitoes. So I picked Penny up and came straight back inside the house. And I spent the rest of the morning reading because, you know, I'm not going to be putting myself outside just to get eaten by mosquitoes. So anyways, that is a very long way of me saying that I am back into my reading routine because of the very hot temperatures and the unbearable mosquitoes. And I just wanted to tell you about a book that I'm reading right now. It is called The Night Circus, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So if you're looking for a book to pick up that I'm currently really enjoying, I would recommend that one, The Night Circus. It's a fantasy read. I read the whole Caravel series back in like April and May, and that was so good. I wouldn't say The Night Circus is as good as the Caravel series, definitely not. So if you haven't read Caravel yet, definitely go read that. There's three books in the series, but the night circus is definitely doing it for me right now. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. And I just thought I would share that with you. And as far as wedding planning stuff goes, things are moving along. I am booked in for another hair trial in July. So I'm excited for that. And we got some more things like rental stuff, like the linens. I was so excited last week because we figured out kind of like the linens, the tablecloths, the runners, the napkins. It sounds like things that in the past I would have been like, oh, I don't care about that stuff. But now that I'm actually planning and like in the wedding planning mode, um, it's actually really exciting. <laughs> so I was super excited about that last week. And that's kind of the wedding situation. I think when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it live, it's like 73 days away, the wedding, which is so wild to me. But first, my birthday is next week. So I'm very excited for that. I'm a big birthday girl. I love birthdays. And basically when June 1st hits, I'm just like, okay, it's birthday month let everything be about me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't make everything about me, but I do love June and I love my birthday. So I feel like 10 minutes of updates is suffice. So let's talk about what I wanted to get into today. And that is talking about regulation and dysregulation. Now, someone, one of my friends, actually, she's amazing. Shout out to Amanda. She probably won't listen to this podcast episode, but just shouting her out. But she commented on my Instagram post today and she thanked me for my latest two posts talking about what regulation is and what dysregulation is. And she totally like hit the nail on the head. She said, I hear these words so often and It's like when I hear those words, I think I know what they mean, but reading your posts, it's like I actually didn't know what they meant and I actually learned something. And that was my intent for my latest two Instagram posts and this podcast episode as well, talking about 
regulation and dysregulation. Because as my friend said, and as I had in my head, I do feel like we often hear the word regulated or regulation and dysregulation or dysregulated. We hear those words so often. And I do think this happens when we hear something so much, like a word used so often, it's almost like we just like assume we know what it means, but we actually don't know what it means. So we're going to break that down into today's podcast episode. So let's start with what regulation is and what that actually means. So what I think is there's like a lot of misunderstanding around what it actually means to be regulated. I see a lot of people using like regulated or they're trying to be regulated or like the goal, their goal is to be regulated. And I want to be clear that like being regulated or having a regulated nervous system does not mean being like totally cool and calm and zen all the time. Okay. I'm like sitting here in my office, laid back in my chair, very calm right now, but having a regulated nervous system doesn't actually mean I'm this way all the time. Like for an example, if I'm sitting here and I hear like the smoke alarm going off or, you know, if I hear penny in distress or something like that, like having a regulated nervous system does not mean that I am always like super calm and super chill all of the time. That is not the goal. And that is not what it means to have a regulated nervous system. Now, having a regulated nervous system also doesn't mean that you never experience things like anxiety or worry or stress. Okay. So having a regulated nervous system still includes experiencing emotions such as stress, anxiety, worry, fear, that sort of thing. Okay. So that's what being regulated or having a regulated nervous system doesn't mean. Now, what does it actually mean? So having a regulated nervous system means that we can be flexible within our nervous system and what having flexibility within your nervous system, what that means is that we can experience all like spectrum of emotions. So all of these different emotions, such as anxiety, worry, fear, stress, but also joy, happiness, calmness, peace, safety. Okay. So we can experience this spectrum of emotions and we're always able to return back to this place of calm, safety, connectedness. Okay. So basically like return back home back home to ourselves, back home to the state of regulation, which is, or the state of ventral, which is this place of safety, connection, 
presence. Okay. So let's go back to that example that I used before. I'm sitting in my office and let's say I hear the smoke alarm going off. I smell smoke, right? That should elicit some type of response in me to maybe get up from my chair and be on alert and try to figure out where the danger is coming from, why the smoke alarms come going off, why I smell smoke, right? Try to figure out how to protect myself or protect my house, both things. So that is what we want to happen. We don't want to just be like sitting back in the chair and hear a smoke alarm going off and smell smoke and just have no impulse to do anything, right? We don't want to always be hanging out in ventral. We don't want to always just be like calm and chill, as I said. We do want these self-protection responses to be able to turn on, and we're going to talk a little bit more about those self-protection responses when we talk about what dysregulation is. But when we're regulated, we do want those self-protection responses to come online. And in a regulated nervous system, they will come online, but we won't get stuck there. Like I said before, being in a regulated nervous system or having that flexibility within the nervous system means that we can be in the state of ventral, which means safety, connection, presence and then experiencing something that does cause us to enter into one of our self-protection states which is sympathetic also known as fight or flight or enter into a state of blended with sympathetic and dorsal which is also known as that freeze state or enter into dorsal, which is like complete shutdown. So those are our self-protection responses. And we want those to come online. But what we don't want is to remain stuck in those self-protection responses. Okay. And that's what happens in a dysregulated nervous system. And in a regulated nervous system, we can enter one of those self-protection responses when we perceive a threat or there is some type of threat in our presence or, you know, there's a danger detected around us in some form. Going back to that example of hearing the smoke alarm going off, smelling smoke, I would get up from my chair, try to find like the issue. And if there is, my body would help me, my nervous system would help me get through that situation, through that self-protection response. But being in a regulated nervous system, we're able to return back to this state of ventral, back to that safety, presence, connection. In a dysregulated nervous system, things are different. We can become really stuck in those self-protection responses. So 
What I mean by that is we can always be operating from this place of fight or flight, for an example. So if you feel like you are constantly worrying, constantly stressed, and constantly kind of like that go, 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 gotta always be doing something or sitting down and resting isn't safe, for an example, that could be a sign that your nervous system has actually found like another home in that sympathetic state that you're like kind of stuck in that sympathetic state of your nervous system, that fight or flight response. So that would be an example of what that dysregulated nervous system looks like. Another example would be having like kind of disproportionate responses to people or situations or events in your life. So for an example, if you hear, like, let's say you're doing something at home and like a book falls off the shelf and you just completely lose it. Like you jump up off your chair, you start screaming and you just have like this really, really, really big response to the sound of a book falling off the shelf because it like just kind of startled you a bit. That would be probably like a disproportionate response to something that happened, right? So that would be an example of a dysregulated nervous system. And there's tons of examples too, but think of if you actually think if you have ever had a really, really big response to something that has happened. And maybe now looking back, you're like, oh yeah, I kind of like, quote unquote, overreacted, right? We often use these words overreact. So think of a time maybe when you've overreacted and was that some like dysregulation in the system. It can also show up as underreacting as well. And so there's situations where things actually do call for that self-protection response to come online and maybe we don't really react how like as big as maybe we should have or you know maybe our reaction doesn't really match the event or the situation or whatever happens and so when that happens that's also another example of a dysregulated nervous system now the reason i'm talking about this and why i'm so passionate about this topic is because this isn't how you just have to like go through life for the rest of your life. Like if what I'm saying is resonating with you, if you're like, yeah, Meg, I feel like maybe I'm not as regulated as I thought I was. Maybe my nervous system is a little bit more dysregulated than I even realized. I want you to know that like, that doesn't have to be the case forever. First of all, your body 
is wired to heal. Like this is an innate thing we were all born with. We were all born with the innate ability to heal. And another thing is our body is always, always, always working towards health and healing. Like think about it. I love this example and I know I've used it on the show before, but think about if you were to like get a paper cut right? It's not like you have to think about healing that cut. And you also don't really have to do anything in particular to heal that paper cut up. Your body is just always working towards health and healing. That is just something your body is always working towards, which I think is so fascinating. And it also kind of like even brings us back to those brilliant self-protection responses, the fight or flight response, the freeze response, and even the shutdown response. There is nothing wrong with you if you are experiencing those self-protection responses. That is happening because your body is so concerned at keeping you safe and out of danger. Now, like I said, those self-protection responses can turn on when we don't really need them. But like I said, that is just a sign that there's dysregulation in the system. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that too, of like how we actually work with that. But before we talk about that, I just want to be very, very clear here that if you are having these self-protection responses coming online when they don't necessarily need to, there is nothing wrong with you. And I really love to look at it in the way of like how brilliant your nervous system is and how hard your nervous system is always working towards keeping you safe. I I really want you to take that away because I do think so often like we live in this world where, you know, if we overreact or if we underreact to something, there's like this mentality around it of like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Why did I do that? Why did I overreact? Or why didn't I do that thing? Why did I underreact to that situation? And there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. Your body is always trying to keep you safe. Your nervous system is always working towards that. However, like we've talked about, there can be dysregulation in the system. And that is something that I do as a somatic practitioner. So when you work with a somatic practitioner, one of the things that we are doing with the nervous system is completing or resolving incomplete self-protection responses. So going back to talking about dysregulation in the system, so how we can be kind of like stuck in a chronic state of sympathetic, which is that fight or flight, or freeze, which is that blended state of sympathetic and dorsal, 
or we can be in a total state of shutdown, which is completely in that dorsal state of the nervous system. Now, we've talked about trauma before on the show. And if you've listened to those podcast episodes, it's likely that you know what trauma is. And it's something that often happens that is too much or too fast or too soon for the nervous system. So remember, trauma is not the actual event itself, but it's how the event actually impacts your nervous system. So trauma is how something is it has impacted your nervous system. So trauma is not the thing, but it's the impact that it had on your nervous system. And that's really important to know because these things can often happen so quickly that we have these incomplete self-protection responses. And what's amazing about somatic experiencing and working with a somatic practitioner one-on-one is that we can be working with the nervous system and supporting these self-protection responses to complete. And by doing that, we're actually allowing more regulation to come into the nervous system because we're resolving those incomplete self-protection responses. So that is what I really wanted to share today about regulation and dysregulation. This is a really big topic and I love talking about nervous system health and healing with you and it just makes me so happy that you are loving and listening to these podcast episodes. So thank you so much my friends and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. 